0: Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me and Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them. Join us for the fun. Hey, Kathy. Hey. Hi. <laughs> and all Hi. mysterious foodies out there. Um, so we are recording on Zoom. This is fun. It's great to see your face. I know, I know. And you're you're at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, our quality is going to be maybe a little different because we're not, you're not in the radio station.
1: That's right. Um,
0: and mine is gonna be as just as bad as it's always been. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to see you. And now we can chat about this great book and author and enjoy some wine together. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Now now you can see the truth cheers. that we really open our wine before the podcast starts. Can you see the glass I'm using?
1: I had, it was a wonderful gift from a it's, friend. Uh, about I a can't year really ago. tell.
0: And it says I think it's um I think it's a yoga. Is it one of the yoga ones?
1: Yeah, it says yoga class. I thought you said pour me a glass. Yeah, but it's it was from you. And so I thought it'd be perfect glass to have.
0: Oh, my. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, it it, it is fun to see each other. So we'll yeah. see how the recordings work. And um, hopefully we're recording okay. And because mm. every time it locks up, I'm like, I don't know what's going I know. on. But this is the world of Zoom that everybody knows now. Isn't
1: that funny? Zoom was something I had never even heard of um, until maybe, maybe four weeks ago I had my first Zoom meeting. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And I'd never even heard of it before. And now I've used it almost every well, day. Well,
0: they, they talked <laughs> about it at the podcast conference that we went to.
1: Oh, that's right. That was the first time I'd heard of it. But I didn't really know what it looked like or anything. Yep. I
0: do remember that. I kept getting confused because um, if you look on here, my re- recorder is also called Zoom. Oh. So they would say, Are you recording in Zoom? And I would be like, Yeah. And then <laughs> it was like th- three quarters of the way through, I was like, um, I think they're talking about a different Zoom. That's how Something I felt they-
1: <laughs> during the entire conference. <laughs> <laughs> i just show up
0: and do what christy tells me to i i didn't know well that was only the technical stuff the other stuff was um equally interesting i guess we could say true um so anyway so we're doing it and um we're doing it i'm glad we got our wine before we literally started go ahead I was I was going to say I can't believe I can't believe your wine store is closed. I mean, it just blows my mind. I think I I would I think there would be mass <laughs> protests in Fort Lauderdale. Forget social distancing. <laughs> I mean, they canceled spring break. They canceled they closed the beaches. I mean, that's just a horror. That's crazy, but yeah. if you close a liquor store. Here, <laughs> you know we have a nickname for Fort Lauderdale. Uh, it's called Fort Lickerdale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I thankfully had picked out this wine for this book um, a while ago, right? Because we we had read yes. this, we had gotten an advance copy a while ago, and um, I had found uh, a scene that inspired me, and I and I and I wanted to pick out the wine, and I had literally gone to the liquor store the day before the notice came out because we have a municipal liquor store in our town. And so it's closed with every other city and county office. And so I just got in <laughs> literally in the nick of time. Um, but yes, it has, it's a good challenge, let's just say. But everyone's finding other ways. We can go to the next town and you know whatnot. But it's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about this wine. So we are... Absolutely. Um, a Pinot Noir... And it, this is imagery Pinot Noir. And I'll first tell you why I chose the Pinot Noir, because there is a scene in this book that we're going to be discussing today that takes place in the Swiss Alps. And even though Switzerland is this just teeny tiny little landlocked country, um, they produce Pinot Noir. and Oh, I didn't know that. They do. I was very impressed to learn that. And um, even though I couldn't find a Swiss Pinot Noir, we're not, we're not that, we're not that, uh, I don't know, (laughs) well-stocked here. Um, I thought I would pick a Pinot Noir um, to kind of celebrate the Swiss um, fondue scene. There's a bunch of cheese fondue scene. And um, so I picked this Imagery one. So Imagery is a California Pinot Noir. And it here's your tasting notes, so I'm gonna read it and you tell me what you think. It leads okay. with a silky entry, jammy strawberry, cherry and boysenberry fruit flavors are enriched by oak and achieves a substantial body.
0: I that sounds p- perfectly what it tasted like. <laughs> Right down to the oaky taste, I even
1: catch that. <laughs> I can taste the oaky taste, actually.
0: I know. Right when you said yeah. that, I was like, mm, "That is oaky." Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, I think if you were doing a book club on on Al's book, even though this is a really intense book, it would be really fun to do a cheese fondue with this Pinot Noir. It would be really fun. I thought it'd be fun, and so if you don't have a cheese fondue recipe, um. Pinch of Yum has a really good basic cheese fondue recipe. That's a really good food blog. So I'll put the link. And then the what blog. do you
0: do? How do you do it? Do you just like have a. Have bowl you never done cheese fondue? Cheese? <laughs> I have done fondue at a fondue restaurant. And probably when I was little, maybe my mom oh, probably yeah. had a fondue thing. <laughs> but I'm like, what do you do if you don't have a fondue bowl or whatever it is that you normally. <laughs> put in a crock pot or something? I suppose you could. I happen to have four fondue pots
1: because Oh my gosh. We we have a family tradition of we will do fondue um at some point during the year. So we do chocolate fondue with cheese fondue, like a steak.
0: Oh my God, that's hysterical.
1: (laughs) I know it's really weird, but my husband loves it. So and my kids do too. So I'm I'm quite Well if
0: you could see that this is like probably this section we're seeing here is about Half of my apartment. So if I had four yeah. fondue bowls, yeah,
1: no, it's not I would be good using them as
0: planters or something. <laughs> it's not good for storage. I would not
1: recommend. Them, but I do have That's them. Funny,
0: but it does sound like fun. I would like. I would enjoy that. I think. Here's the book, I have right a away. wonderful description. Okay. Yes, there's the book. we got mine somewhere. <laughs> and um, so it's Sandblast. It's by Al Pesson, who is a friend of ours and also um, a very interesting person. And we talked with him last mm-hmm. week. I did. So you can, you can always get that. Um, but as far as the book is concerned, one of our other friends, Hank Phillippe Ryan, um has a description of this book, and I thought I could read it. It's, um, Sandblast is the definition of a terrific military thriller, straightforward, precise, and devastating. This timely, realistic story with its authentic and knowing voice and courageous main characters propels readers to the peak of white-knuckled brinkmanship. And I have to tell you, this was astonishing I, you know, I, I, re- after reading that, I totally agree, but weren't you surprised to know of this about Al after we met him that he knew all this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't say a word about it. I mean, so, not really.
1: I mean, so when I met
0: Al, I think you had met him maybe before I had, just from the Florida writer, maybe yeah, not, in I don't South know. Florida, maybe. I think yeah. we met him at S- Sleuth Fest briefly, but we met him, we got to know him better at Thriller Fest.
1: Yes. And he just introduced himself as a as a journalist, you know, a foreign a foreign correspondent, which on its own is great and fabulous and super interesting. He, he that's all I said. And so I I had no. And, and when I first had heard that he when he first told me that he, he had gotten a book contract and his book was coming out, I went away to the website he had just set up and he had a bunch of incredible photos on there. Of him being over in Afghanistan and Iraq. And and then when you read this book, you see the depth of his experience. So, yes, he is very humble. He's a very humble man. Yeah. <laughs> you really can see all of the inner, just the background knowledge that is came naturally to him writing this book because he'd had so many years of experience over there.
0: It's really amazing. Yes. Yes. So, it, so again, listen to um, the quirks and conversation with him because we'll, we detail some of that experience a lot on there. I'm not sure if we asked him everything we could ask him about this. Well, we kind of did because he said that he started writing this book five years ago. Yeah. He came up with the idea in the years before that when he was working in the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're giving anything away when we say that there's in this thing, there's secret negotiations between the US and the Taliban. Yeah. And that's really what was happening like (laughs) last year, right? Just a few months And I was like oh my gosh, you know, did, how did he know that was going to happen? Like your Daniel Silva guy. How does he know this <laughs> is going to
1: My Daniel Silva guy. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, it really is a ripped from the headlines story. Um, but something that he, you know, a plot line that he created from his experience. So it's just, is so cool that, um, it's still relevant after all the years since he came up with this idea, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know if we told our listeners about his his actual experience. I think you were going to tell everybody about that.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of, because I was like, oh, we kind of, you kind of gave a lot of information. And I was like, oh, we talked about it last week. But I can I can tell you that he was a former foreign co- correspondent with more than 15 years overseas and nearly 40-year journalism career. And that Sam Blass, this book grew mainly out of his experiences as a member of the Pentagon Press Corps from 2005 to 2011, including numerous trips to Afghanistan with Secretaries Rumsfeld and Gates and with senior military officers Mm -hmm. visiting the headquarters in Kabul and several forward operating bases during that period, he also um, traveled to Iraq, Pakistan, Guantanamo Bay, and many other strategic locales. And and in our interview, he talked about when he lived in Hong Kong, yeah, and how the wine he chose was <laughs> from Macau or whatever. So I just thought, I know what a fascinating, fascinating life that was to lead to this. You mm-hmm.
1: know, yeah, that made me think. Actually, um, Nina Sadowski's book, when he mentioned the Hong Kong connection, that was, that was really cool.
0: Yeah. And so also, you know, another thing that I thought was really cool, and we, we just can't go into a whole lot of detail because we don't want to spoiler alert, but hopefully a lot of you have gone out and bought it after listening to Quirks in Conversation with him and are reading it and maybe even finished it because it was such a page turner. I mean, I read it like, in two days even though it's thick you know I was like I couldn't put this down (laughs) but I I really liked how he and you commented on it too how he kind of leads in to where it's going to be a series um, with these characters and that makes me happy because I like to know more about them you know they were interesting people
1: so his main character is um a covert ops runner who works at the Pentagon and her name is Bridget Davenport, which I think is just a great name. Yeah. Strong kick-ass female lead. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really, as I read through this, I really did picture this in my mind as a Netflix series or a movie. I mean, mm-hmm. It is very Jack Ryan-esque. I think Bridget Davenport is yes. a really cool um, version of that. And, um, there's there's definitely more stories it's, to be told about her.
0: Yep. So it is a good book and it will be a lot of good stuff to talk about if you do this in a book club. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, one thing I will say, Christy, I'd
1: made notes throughout the book. And I really thought the way he humanized all of the characters, whether they were on the U.S. side or the Taliban side, just I thought he did a really good job of that, of, of letting you know what it's like through each, each of those characters eyes, you know, like th- right. the main, the other main character is um, Faraz, who's he's a, um, he's one of her covert ops, who is a, a U.S. military person. And what he goes through to take on this role is just you know, his family, you know? And then when you, when he finally gets embedded in Afghanistan, the people that he meets and what their lives are like, I just thought he did such a
0: good job. I know in that, you know, I totally agree. Yes, it kind of, it just was so realistic, because I have Mm -hmm. seen interviews that people have done with, you know, say, a former Al Qaeda or Mm -hmm. something like that. And just the mentality that, you know, hey, they might not have been necessarily bad at the core. But yeah, circumstances have made them what they are right. and survival means of survival yeah and um and then the, he also did such a good job of
1: when he was humanizing those characters showing the similar characteristics that we all share mm-hmm. i just thought that was kind of a lovely piece of this really like action-packed you know shoot up thriller but it really does have a lot of humanity on it and so i just I nailed it, <laughs> owl, yeah. he nailed it man
0: that al he nailed it Yes, yes. With Bridget Davenport, you know, also seeing the personal side of it, you know, which is what we see with somebody like Jack Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. because their lives are so difficult to have a personal life. And so we see yeah. how she's trying to handle that too. That That's is a
1: cool. really good sideline story. And and mm-hmm. he how he Al meshes those together is just so good, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yep. It's a good book. It's man. a good book. I know. I hope he doesn't forget us when he becomes, you know, best-selling author.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Writer's Perspective.
0: Perspective.
1: So today for the Writer's Perspective, we thought we would address the giant, not even an elephant, the giant reality in everybody's (laughs) environments of yeah, this really challenging time we're in, and I was wondering what your thoughts were about maintaining your creative juices when things are pretty uncertain, at the very least. Any-
0: well, I can tell you that I'm not doing a real good job of it yet. I, I, but I know how I need to do it, and in certain ways, I mean, I'll go one day. I got real creative, and I've been working on our website, so that I was doing that. And I want to continue playing with that and getting that the way I want it to be. But it, that almost seems like a procrastination because really, that's not that important.
1: <laughs> no, but it it makes it you're you're making some progress. It's something you wanted to do. I certainly appreciate you doing it because I wouldn't know what yeah. to do. But I, I think it is a challenge. And I think, I mean, I, I'm trying to really, I'm really trying to not be online on social media and not watch the news very much because it does not help. Mm-hmm. Um, but the few times I have been on Instagram or Facebook, and I've seen a lot of authors talking about this topic and I, and, and I'm seeing a lot of authors doing really creative, interesting things about marketing, but I'm not sure what people are doing as far as actually the creative work. I, I'd be curious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have not had any success yet um, because I've been working in my regular life um, nonstop, but I see that mm-hmm. slowing down in the future. And I, I hope that I can get to the point of immersing myself back into writing because I think it would be a comfort if I could get there. Um, I
0: think yeah, be- I feel the same way. And I know that like even this morning or last night, I started having some more ideas <laughs> like I need to, you know. I got to finish what I'm doing, but I also was like, yeah. "Oh, you know, I I had this really good idea for a short story, and so I kind of want to do that too." Mm-hmm. And so I keep saying, "Okay, if we'll just get everything else lined up to where I don't have the distractions, because I really can do it." I, but I've made distractions for myself, I guess. Plus yeah. the stress, you know. You just it is. You yeah. know, you just can't it's it's stressful trying to make sure that everybody's okay and you're yeah. not going to get sick and your kids aren't going si- to get sick and your parents aren't going to get sick and, yeah. you know, you're going to get groceries to everybody. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm going to replace the faucet in my kitchen because it's <laughs> leaking <laughs> like, and I can't call a plumber. So.
1: So I just realized this is funny because we often have things that are happening similarly between South Dakota and Florida in our lives. And so mm-hmm. now we're just we're just switching right into our personal updates. That's how writer's perspective is working today. But Christy, I it's been a week around here, let me tell you. But yes. I too have a leaky faucet in my kitchen that needs to get replaced. Little and belly. it just Anyway, my daughter had an infestation of spiders in her room this week.
0: Oh, no. I mean, I'm not kidding.
1: She came off this horrible spider bite. Anyway, long story short, we had to have an exterminator come. Um, It was just unbelievable.
0: Um, (laughs) I didn't think spiders lived in the cold or something. I guess you got warm enough there for a while.
1: (laughs) Well, that. It has been very nice. Um, The end of March was very, very nice here. But also... Turns out, when you leave a lot of old food in your room, that's a breeding oh. ground, and she's has a habit, had a habit of doing that. I don't know. Anyway, and then we were, and we, you know, we closed our business for the most part this week, and you know, had to deal that's with all so, that. And so so stressful. Yeah, I mean, it was a that's... horrible week. It was just a horrible week. That and then so last night we finally all gathered the four of us and. We moved my daughter out of her dorm last weekend. So our house is a disaster because we had ripped one daughter's room apart. The other daughter moved home. I've been working Mm -hmm. nonstop. It's hilariously bad. Not in the perspective of things. Not bad at all. No. We're going through horrendous things right now.
0: Well, no. I mean, I think everything is stressful. It is. Even the lowest levels are stressful. And, you know, you can't – your body reacts the way your body reacts. I mean, you can't say – you know, you can do things to help get yourself back, but, you know, stress is stress, whether you're stressing over, you know, world peace or stressing over, you know, your, bu- your business, you know? Yeah, for it's- sure.
1: So last night, we finally were gathering, trying to get some perspective on what's happened mm-hmm. and how we go forward. And <laughs> I swear to you, at that moment... <laughs> One. This is just my husband and I. One daughter's in the shower, mm-hmm. on our main level, and the other daughter's downstairs, and the daughter downstairs starts screaming. So we run <laughs> the middle of our perspective conversation, and mm-hmm. daughter who's on the main level's shower is leaking through our family room ceiling downstairs,
0: oh, no. like
1: buckets of water, buckets.
0: <laughs> How? Oh my gosh. Oh. So, anyway, so you have to get a plumber.
1: (laughs) We uh, we've had plumbers, we've had exterminators. It's been a week. Oh my! (laughs) But I mean, at this point, we just had to laugh or cry, and I've done both. And maybe just accepting where we're at is helpful. And maybe the creative creativity won't come this week for me, but maybe. And
0: and another thing that I've started um, doing every day at six o'clock my time Mm will be five o'clock your time melissa etheridge does a short live concert oh i've got to tune in i love her oh it is so good because she talks about you know and she's just so positive she's going to do it every day until this so she's on day 20 today i think will be day 20
1: is this on like her um where like what platform
0: oh in facebook on Just Facebook, okay. Facebook search, um, Melissa Etheridge. Awesome. And it's like around 30 minutes, and she sings like three, four songs. She, you know, she, she takes requests from people, you know, from the day before, you know, or whatever. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, and, and then gives like background and inspirational stories. And Awesome. I mean, I'm going to go back because I didn't catch that until a couple of days ago and I watched like the three leading up to it. Mm-hmm. So I watched like 14, 15 and 16. And then I said, okay, I'm going to watch the live one. So I watched 17, 18, 19 now. And I'm like, I'm going to go back when I, you know, when I'm cooking and I can put my headphones on yeah. and just have the computer up there and, you know, watch her and listen to the music. And music it's just...
1: is awesome right now. I think music yes. is so helpful. And I love all of the different artists I've seen online doing things. It's so cool. I know. And, you know, a oh. bunch of our, our favorite writers are doing the same thing online. You know, Hank has started kind of a chatting with people online. and um, Oh, I didn't yeah, realize that. Yeah, I, uh, that's on her Instagram page where I've seen that. And uh-huh. um, Lisa Unger has been having a lot of conversations with other authors like JT Ellison Wow. Yeah, so that's been really fun. So I, instead of scrolling, I'm trying to just search the people that I know. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of... Yeah, because it can
0: get a little bit overwhelming. And I think that's what happened in the beginning. It was like we we were just bombarded with news every minute. And I was getting ding, ding, ding from Twitter and Facebook and then it just became, okay, you know, now I need to take care of myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Self-care.
1: We should, we should do a, um we should just do a recording, Christy, sometime of all the different authors and musicians that we're both enjoying and share those with each other. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That okay. sounds like a good plan.
1: Well, let's wrap up our, our buddy Al's. So go out and buy it.
0: Sandblast. It's great. It and is. And you know what? It's a great
1: price point. It's,
0: it comes in a yeah. trade paperback, so it's only... Yep. Um, like eight
1: ninety five, I think, or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't... I was going to ask Al, actually. He, I just got an email from him last night, because uh, my mom cool. made a funny little comment on his website or on his um, Facebook page, apparently. <laughs> I haven't checked oh, it out really? yet. Oh, really? Yeah, she, oh, she cool. was asking me, but didn't tag me, if I had read the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mom, I've read the book. And it's fabulous. and um, But anyway, I was going to ask Al if he had any indie bookstores that he knew were stocking his book. I know he had mentioned the one in Florida that did not have it, Murder on the Beach. Um, yeah, because it was closed. and they Right, because of something. the corona um, restrictions they were mm-hmm. having. But I wonder if there are any other indie bookstores. But I know he did say you can get it on audiobook and for your e-reader. So just do that.
0: Yeah. in Amazon. And then you can also get it from him. I, I think.
1: Well, he, so he,
0: uh, his Facebook page for sure. Go to it. his,
1: his uh, website, alpeson.com. Yeah. And, but it is a great read. It really is a great, um, kind of just a take you away, which is what mm-hmm. I think one of the best things that books do, especially right now. Right. It's just an
0: escape. And that's what this is. It's a great escape. Yep. And and next week we're going to have another great author. Oh, I'm excited. um, We're talking to, and she actually did an interview. She interviewed Al. Did she? Yes, I saw it on his thing. You know, like it was just this week. So I'm like, what a small world. I know. Yeah. For her, one of her blogs or something. So I'm like, she well, she interviewed like several authors of different type of mysteries, and and he was one of them. So I was like, awesome. I remember.
1: Remember when we talked to Lisa Unger earlier this year, and she talked about what a supportive community mystery and thriller writers are of each other? hmm Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly that. I love it. That's great. Yep. Well, cool. Well, this has been fun.
0: Cheers, Kathy. Cheers <laughs> to you.
1: Thanks to our Mysterious Foodies out there for listening and sharing. Check out our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, where you can find links to all we talk about. And if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, you can get those links sent directly to you, along with any exciting updates. We are also on Facebook and Twitter under GOBWriters.
0: And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, we would love to hear from you. And please subscribe to Game of Books wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our book club ideas and quirks and conversations with award winning and best selling authors.
1: That's all for today's episode of Game of Books Podcast, where we share food, wine, and mystery every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend.
0: This is Christy and Kathy saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye, everybody. everybody.